At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 24, Fly Fishing and Road Trips, Lessons Learned. This podcast is brought to you by Dermatone. Feel the rush, not the burn. Visit Dermatone.com, D-E-R-M-A-T-O-N-E.com for all your sunscreen and insect repellent needs. So, road trips. This all basically started when I got my driver's license and started Leaving home in my 1981 green Honda Accord, the green machine, to go on fly fishing trips. Most of those were pretty, uh, you know, close. Nothing more than 20 or 30 miles from home. And then in the summer of 94, I flew to Colorado to help out a friend in hydrology research. And we drove from Fort Collins and spent about two and a half to three weeks road tripping in his land cruiser from Fort Collins down to Silverton, Uray. Salida, we went to Durango, Boulder, Breckenridge, all over Colorado. I've also done road trips from Northern Virginia to San Francisco, Northern Virginia to the Florida Keys, Martha's Vineyard, Maine, New York, the Outer Banks, all over Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia, and I did one trip in college from Fredericksburg to the Smoky Mountains. And in 2005, I drove from D.C. to Colorado, and I spent about three months living in and out of my car that summer. So I've done a lot of fly fishing road trips, um, most of them from 99 on with Tom. And a lot of these bullet points I'm going to list, which you can find on my website and blog, are from road trips with Tom, road trips with my friend John when I was in high school, and uh, that road trip with my brother from... D.C. to Athens, Georgia, Athens, Georgia to 
St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota to the Badlands, from the Badlands to Seattle, from Seattle to Vancouver, Vancouver to Eugene, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon to San Francisco, San Francisco to Yosemite, Yosemite back to San Francisco, and then I flew home with a nose ring. Yeah, I had a nose ring back in college. Okay, so I'm going to break this down, stuff for your car, food, and gear. All right, um, these are in alphabetical order, just why not? Um, first thing, an AC adapter for your cigarette outlet. If you want to plug in your laptop, um, anything that you need to charge with an AC adapter. I've tried uh, hot water boilers, that doesn't work, but uh, laptops work, um, phones, iPods, basically all your electronic gadgets that you need to survive these days run off electricity and if you're out in the woods uh, and your batteries are dying you can charge them from your car. You can go to Walmart or Pet Boys or any electronic store and get one of these um, for twenty something dollars or you can get one on eBay for four ninety nine from China which is where the other stores are getting them. You're just cutting out the middleman. So um, if you're plugged in as I am these days you're obviously listening to a podcast so you're a little bit into electronics, you're going to need an AC adapter. Next up, aerosol spray. Uh, man, you know, you don't eat the best food when you're on a road trip. It could be Taco Bell, Hardee's. Uh, you know, if you're going to treat yourself, you might go to Ponderosa when you're up on the Salmon River. You know what I'm talking about. It's the one place you know you're going to get that uh, hot meal and eat all you can. And this stuff is not always going to agree with your digestive tract. Now, just remember, that gas that you are emitting, it's not your gas. It is the gas from your gut flora. So there's always an excuse that, hey, that wasn't me. But, uh, you know, when I'm in the car with Tom and all of a sudden his window goes down and it's 20 degrees outside, I know it's not because he's warm. It's because he just busted ass. So a little can of Febreze that you can spray in the car, get rid of that smell of flatulence, of body odor, of wet clothing, wet dog spilled food, whatever it is, if you need to just cover up some of that smell, aerosol spray is going to work. I use the Renews It gels. I prefer fresh rain. Uh, my car has been wet inside almost since March 26, nonstop. So wet waders, boots, socks, fishing gear, flip-flops, spilled water, you name it. So my car is pretty odoriferous. So uh, definitely a, you know, aerosol spray or a air freshener. Um, booze. We're going to bees now. Um, you know, I saw a tweet today by a guy in Canada who said uh, liquor stores closed on Canada Day. So wherever you're going, um, they might not have liquor stores open. They might not be able to sell beer. Virginia, you can get beer and wine at the grocery store, 7-Eleven, but you got to go to a liquor store run by the state, or I should say the Commonwealth of Virginia, to buy hard liquor. In California, you can walk in a Safeway and get like Safeway brand tequila. Pennsylvania, you can only buy like cases and kegs. You've got to go to like bars to get six packs. So it's always bizarre when you're traveling to find out what the rules are in that state, if you're going to find what you're looking for, if you're going to have to pay extra money for that deposit, like when we go up to New York. So um, buy a couple of cases of beer, bring that, you know, fifth of brandy or scotch or whatever you're um, going to nip on from your flask. Bring it with you ahead of time. You know you're going to get um, the brand you want, you're going to get the quantity you want, and you know that when you get there, the liquor stores might not be around, you might not find one. 
So uh, I think the best was Tom took me to Tipsy's in Denver. And if you've never been to Tipsy's, imagine Bass Pro Shops, but liquor, beer, and wine. They had an aisle for Scotch whiskey, Japanese whiskey, American whiskey, Irish whiskey, um, you know, Puerto Rican rum, uh, French Caribbean rum, R-H-U-M, uh, you know, like Pacific Islander rum, um, South American rum, you know, Polish vodka, French vodka, uh, Nordic vodka, Russian vodka. It was ridiculous that every kind of uh, microbrew, the keg room alone was, you know, probably bigger than a 7-Eleven. It was enormous. So I walked in there and was just like, oh, you know, kid in a candy store. So I picked up a liter of Sailor Jerry's rum and uh, some Odell's and New Belgium. Um, I've been drinking Odell's since uh, that trip in high school. So I was 17. So uh, I'm a big fan of it. It always brings me back to that road trip. So go ahead and get your booze ahead of time unless uh, Tom's going to bring you someplace um, that's going to have it. And also now, well, this doesn't matter, but airplanes, you're not allowed to bring a fifth with you anymore. Um, but I, I learned the hard way. Always travel with a fifth of liquor, whether it's a car trip, uh, you're on a train, and back in the day, it was on an airplane. Car bulbs, um, brake lights, headlights, and overhead lights. You never know when you're going to be in the middle of nowhere and you're going to hit something and your bulb goes out. I used to have a drive a Volvo. If you took a sharp turn and the rear wheels went up over a curb like at a gas station, and the wheels came down, you were guaranteed to pop one of your brake lights. So um, some of the things you want to stock up on are, are car light bulbs. Um, change and dollar bills. So for paying tolls, um, so that cross-country trip, my brother and I went to Canada, and uh, I'll get into the story why we had to go to Canada later, but... Um, we spent, I don't know, I had like 50 bucks on me. And he, being the older brother, kind of yanked my arm behind my back and made me go, you know, uh, cash all my American dollars for um, whatever they're spending up there in Canada. So we could go out to uh, a brew pub for lunch because we were above 18, under 21, so we were drinking for lunch. But we were only in uh, Canada for two and a half, three hours maybe. Um, so we drove back, and all I had was Canadian money on me. So we get to a toll booth uh, to go over the Sacramento Bay Bridge, and we've got like 32 American cents and a handful of Canadian money. And um, we were there for about five minutes of the toll booth on a Friday during rush hour. I thought someone was going to kill us. Um, it was blocked up. They finally just let us through and gave us like a paper bill and said, you know, we're going to come after you if you don't pay it. I don't remember if we paid it or not, but it was a kind of a stressful disaster digging through the car seats, underneath the seats. Um, you know, the Canadian police had already gone through that at the border. Um, so I'll talk about that story later. It, it's a good story. Um, yeah, so make sure you got some extra, you know, quarters for you for toll booths. Um, cigar cutters and extra lighter fluid for your cigars. Tom and I are always guaranteed to, to light up a couple stogies on the way there. Um, if you're in high altitude, make sure it's a high altitude lighter. Uh, most lighters don't work when you're above, you know, like Summit County in Colorado. They're just not going to work up there. You don't want to, um, you know, maybe you're, you're a guy who likes to punch a hole in your cigar. You can use a, a car key for that, or, you know, I usually just use my hemostat. Just poke that in there. But, uh, yeah, if you're a guy who likes to have a cigar freshly cut and uh, don't want to run out of fluid, it's a very simple, small thing you can have in your center console. Dry erase board with marker. 
So uh, back when Tom and I were swinging single dudes, and uh, our priority, you know, we we were at chasing women, but we were better at fishing than chasing women. So uh, every time Tom, God, that kid was a horn dog. Every time we'd pull up next to a girl, he would roll, do the kind of hand signal, roll down your window. Uh, but you know, cars these days, and Tom's only like twenty something years old still. He's a kid. I don't know how he knew that. You know, hand signal. You roll your window down because all the cars now are electronic. So uh, he would always like holler girls like, you're beautiful, you're so hot. And he would uh, get their phone numbers. And um, if you can write things down, you can make a road trip between uh, your car and a car full of young ladies. A little more entertaining if you're in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing to do. Uh, It was the March 5th trip to the Salmon River in 2005 where Tom got some girls to flash us um, it was 20 degrees out and they put their boobs up against the glass of their their uh, windows so have a dry erase marker you can exchange messages you can get phone numbers if you want to chat back and forth um, I remember the stretch between holy crap it must have been Spokane this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And three hours west of Spokane, we were with, um, next to the, the kind of just racing back and forth, the two girls. Um, if we had a dry race board, we could have, I had before cell phones, but we could have like, I don't know, maybe gotten some information from them, met up for a drink somewhere, who knows? When you're on the road, your your mind goes crazy, and you can get these crazy ideas of what you might do. So, uh, dry erase board is a marker. You can get into some good shenanigans. Duct tape is another thing. Uh, man, do you have to duct tape the uh, foot rail? My car's duct taped on. Um, if you need to get up on the roof, uh, you can duct tape cuts. You can make uh, handles on your rod tubes with duct tape. You can pretty much do anything with duct tape. So always have duct tape in your car if it's for electrical reasons, first aid, just fixing something. If you need to make a, a string for your sunglasses so they don't fall off, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. We'll do that. Next up, um, dustpan and brush. If you eat things like I eat a lot of uh, crumbly food in the car, and I always load firewood in the car, so there's always something I need to brush up. So I've got an extra dustpan and a little brush. Uh, now I keep it in my drift boat because I'm on the side of the road and. Everybody drives by and their gravel sprays up into my car. Some uh, jerk threw a Corona bottle in there. So today I had to kind of scrape out all the broken glass bottles. So no more barefoot rule in my boat. Um, 
earplugs. So um, this goes to the trip. My brother and I were driving cross country. Um, he was getting a job as some kind of scuba diving thing with the Geological Survey at Stanford uh, or Stanford. I can't. I don't know. California. So we're driving. Uh, he was going into senior year of college. I was going into sophomore year, and yeah, he didn't turn. 21, I guess. We both were under 21 that trip. Um, I got a fake ID in St. Louis. It was pretty great. But um, we left Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and all of a sudden our stereo stopped working and the door chime started. Bing, 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 bing. So imagine that you're driving from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, all the way to San Francisco and your door chime will not stop it was pouring rain we couldn't open the windows the stereo blew so we couldn't listen to music he had a Walkman so he was listening to tapes he was listening to all his old dead shows he would trade I had nothing and I wanted to eat that week so I didn't spend the rest of my cash on a Walkman at like Kmart where we stopped in Bozeman I had to sit there and listen to bing 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 from sunrise to sunset for three days so um i got earplugs somewhere and they weren't like the good foam kind that you can squeeze and they go in your ear canal they expand these were like the wax ones that kids get when they go to the swimming pool to keep like water out they were the only earplugs i could find out near um wherever we were stopping my brother didn't want to make any extra stops because we drove to Mount Rushmore. It took four hours, two hours out of the way there, two hours back, and it was a cloud. There's no Mount Rushmore. We get there, get out of the car, it's pouring rain. Observation deck, the one you see in North by Northwest, there's no mountain. So we blew four hours. We were off track. He wouldn't let me stop in anywhere else. So I had to use these crappy earplugs, hopefully, to drown out that sound. And if you ever go on a road trip with my dad, I don't know why you would, but he listens to the singer named Barbara Cook. And it's like nails on a chalkboard. My wife and I drive separately when we go to Ohio to my in-laws' house for Thanksgiving because of that. But when I did drive with my parents, we went up to Syracuse for a wedding. Earplugs. This is before iPods. So, bring earplugs. Extra sunglasses. You don't know when you're going to sit on them, lose them, leave them on the top of your car. If you read my blog, um, I'm very sensitive to the sun, so I've got a lot of sunglasses. I wear Costa Del Mars. I swear by them. I've worn other brands, and they're crap. So um, I have two pairs now because I just broke one, and I couldn't deal with my backup expensive pairs, quote-unquote expensive, um, until the other ones got repaired. So now I've got two pairs of Costas, and you always want to have backup sunglasses, um, yellow ones for night driving and foul weather, amber for regular driving. But, yeah, you don't know when you're just going to break them, crack them, leave them. And you don't want to get to the river and not have your polarized glasses. Flares, in case you get stuck on the side of the road, road flares. Um, you never know when you're going to end up at a, a soccer game, and it's always good to have a road flare when you're in the rowdy section. Um, we got a guy named AJ who uh, will go through everyone's cars during the tailgate, begging them for road flares to take into the game. He's a pretty crazy dude. Fuses. So, um, Trent and I were driving to the TPFR. Um, what am I talking about? The Virginia Fly Fishing Festival. He was doing the TPFR and the Federation of Fly Fishing Tent. And I was doing my own booth, um, and I blew some fuses. So we we had a, uh, we had couldn't listen to music for a couple hours until we stopped and got gas. And 
I pulled some fuses out from something else in the car. I still need to replace them. That was like four months ago. So something in my car is not currently working because I removed the flares. Um, fuses, man, it's late. So extra fuses. Um, it turns out, you know, we drove from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, we stopped in Spokane. We found, um, no, we stopped in, in Missoula and a guy took our dashboard apart and he thought he was going to be able to cut the wire that did the door chime, but no luck. So we went through our Volvo book and found uh, a Volvo dealer in Seattle. And it was Memorial Day weekend, so they were closed. So that's why we went up to Vancouver um, on Tuesday morning. We're like, well, we're going to waste some time. They don't open until 10. So we got up at like 6. So we drove up to Vancouver. They let us through with our driver's license, had lunch, came back. And since we hadn't showered or shaved in two weeks, and um, our car was all full of crap, and we were only in Vancouver for two hours, red light went off. We were drug dealers. So we had to sit in a uh, holding cell while they basically took our entire car apart and took everything out and went through it. So um, that's the anecdote from earlier. So um, we finally get to Seattle to an electronics store because the Volvo dealer couldn't figure it out. And it happens to be the same neighborhood where um, our friends got married in Edmonds like two years ago. We were driving through there and I recognized the Denny's and the REI. It was like deja vu. turns out it was the light bulb under the hood of our car popped and that short-circuited the car and blew a fuse which sent off the door chime. So that was probably the most miserable um, driving I've ever had with the bing, bing, bing. And I used to carry a dictaphone with me in college because I was such a big nerd. I recorded all my classroom lectures. I had this thing with me, and I actually recorded like an hour of just bing, bing, bing. It was like dumb and dumber, the most annoying sound in the world. That was it. Headlamps. Uh, are you car camping? Um if you need to get around at night inside your car, headlamps are a great way to do it. I have mine strung up with a carabiner from bungee cords across the roof of my car so I can just turn it on and not have to use the uh, dome light in my car at night. Non-locking lug nuts. So um, in 2000, I went to California for a bar mitzvah, came back, and uh, it's Monday morning, my parents drove um, me to the airport and back with them. So we're eating cereal. Gary goes... Uh, Man, so why'd you put your car up on bricks last night? And I'm like, Gary, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, so you got a flat tire and you, you put your car up on bricks? I'm like, dude, I, I don't know what you are talking about. Gary's like, no, your car's on bricks. I'm like, dude, wh- I'm okay, sure, my car's on bricks. I'll go look. Sure enough, my rear right tire was gone. The lug nuts were gone. The hubcap was gone. The wheel was gone, everything. And my car was on three bricks. So um, someone had stolen everything and I couldn't even drive my car to get it fixed with the spare because there were no lug nuts for me to put the spare on with they took everything so after that I got locking lug nuts so I had my day off flash forward to 2005 I'm in Breckenridge and I'm gonna go fish on the dream stream um, I go out to my car I spent about four nights in an empty um, house that a friend of mine was waiting to rent out and I noticed I got a flat tire. So I called AAA because I can't get these lug nuts off. Um, he comes by and he uses his tool, the same one that uh, they use in Wayne's World. The impersonation from the guy from Police Academy there. He does it and the lug nuts crack. So now um, we can't get my car out of the driveway because the lug nuts are cracked and the wheels are locked. So after a couple hours, he completely cracks them off. Somehow... Um, 
one of them was still on there. We managed to get the car up on his flatbed and take it to the airport road car repair shop. And I had to wait about eight hours for a truck to drive in from Denver with the tool that would get this thing off. So I lost an entire day of fly fishing because of locking lug nuts. Never had anybody else mess with my tires since then. It was a one-time event. And I think it was more of a hassle to have that broken lug nut replaced than to replace that whole freaking wheel. That's just my excuse. And um, he said that happens more often than you'd believe that. It's a softer metal. So when you go to twist the tire iron, it's going to crack your lug nut. Pen, pad, and paper. In case you get ideas, um, if you podcast, if you blog, if you are driving and see something and you get an idea for a fly or me a t-shirt or something that pops into your head pad pen and paper you can write things down because you know it you're going to forget things there are more things on this list that i probably forgot because i storyboarded it last november at my in-laws house at thanksgiving and then left the pad there and finally got around to redoing it now so yeah write down ideas things you're just going to forget things you want to do when you get back Next up, um, what are you going to listen to? Um, are you going to listen to podcasts? You already are listening to this one, so you probably download podcasts. I don't know what your favorites are, and this is in no particular order, but I always listen to the Mike O'Mara Show every day. Go to iTunes and look up Mike O'Mara or TMOS.com. The Orvis Podcast by Tom Rosenbauer. The Itinerant Angler Podcast by Zach Matthews. I like to listen to the Live to Fly Fish radio podcast, which is uh, about fly fishing in Missouri. And uh, it's just, you feel like you're fishing with, with those guys. Um, you know, I, you've already know that I'm a pretty huge uh, science and biology nerd. So I love the BBC Wildlife podcast and the Best of Natural History podcast, which are both from uh, the UK. And Natural History is from the Natural History magazine. Um, and BBC Wildlife is BBC Wildlife Magazine, and there you can find their um, forum online and learn about some cool, crazy British um, organisms and, and all their scientists that go around the world. Um, a couple years ago, they had an osprey named Logie that was tagged, and they traced her uh, migrations over the winter from Scotland to Spain and back, and every week they'd have an update. So it was pretty cool to listen to that. Um, I listened to the E-Town podcast, which is uh, a radio show from Boulder, Colorado, and I just got into the Outdoor Podcast by Craig Cole, who um, I guess he found me on iTunes. And uh, so I listened to his podcast yesterday on the way to the river, and uh, it was great. He gave me a, a very nice shout-out, and um, he's got me interested in a bourbon marinated ribeye steak. So uh, we've got some bourbon in the cupboard, and I think I might have to make that um, soon, except we can't grill because of our stupid condo association. I'll take it to my parents' house and use my dad's man grate this weekend, maybe. Because after all, it is uh, Independence Day weekend. I forgot to say that earlier. Happy July 4th if you're downloading it this weekend. So things that listen to, podcasts. Um, my wife likes to listen to Savage, Dan Savage or Savage Love Podcast and the food one, um, Splendid Table, which I can't listen to people talk about food. I have to like see it. Um, like watching Food Network, and then music. Um, you know, you go to my blog. I do occasional um, blog posts about road music. So anything from I'm a huge Sarah Bareilles fan, Grateful Dead, OAR, Virginia Coalition. I've been listening a lot recently to Bedouin Sound Clash. Just got into Donovan Frankenwriter. Um, you know, I just 
Jack O'Pierce, Carrie Pierce, um, Jack O'Neill, uh, so many different bands that I'm into, mostly singer-songwriter stuff, and uh, it's got to be live. Live soundboards is uh, is huge for me. I can't do audience recordings. All right, um, up to the R's, Rain-X. So um, if you need to clean your windshield off um, or de-ice your windshield, Rain-X Orange is key in the wintertime. Tom and I were going on that trip in January of 05, and... Um, it was 70 degrees down here, and I was like, hey, Tom, you go on wiper fluid. I got a whole gallon in the back of my car, and he's like, man, I got plenty. Tom's the guy who likes to um, run the wiper fluid for like 5 to 20 seconds each time. So um, on the road, we were going 81 south. It it was like 30 below with wind chill when we left. There were trucks blown into the shoulders down mountainsides. It was crazy how bad the wind was on our way out and all those trucks that were still on the road were spraying up ice and salt and whatever crap was on the roads on our windshield and by the time we hit Syracuse he was out of wiper fluid and we could not see through his windshield we had to pull over and like use our elbows to clean it off between stops before we could find a place and get a gallon of the blue stuff blue stuff is just Windex I like Rain-X because it actually applies de-icer and it also applies the Rain-X technology which will allow water to beat up and go off of your windshield without you having to use your wiper blades and um, just always keep a gallon of that stuff in the back of your car it's it's phenomenal um, you don't want to be stuck out there with just bug guts or ice in my case we have these stupid linden trees that some condo genius decided to plant in our neighborhood that drips sap all over your car so every morning, it's like clear braille on your entire windshield, and it's a nightmare. Um, you can't even open your door sometimes. It's so sticky. I digress. Rope. Um, do you have to tie something down? Are you camping? you have to tie your tarps down to make a little canopy over your car, your campsite? Do you have to pull your car out of a ravine or someone else's car? Um, rope is extremely handy. It can be any kind. Um, climbing rope. Tom always brought 60-millimeter climbing rope with him wherever we went. You could cut it into anchor line or make a hammock or we would hang our backpacks from the trees when the salmon river was flooded so all sorts of uses for rope um, you bring it you're going to know you'll use it for something rubbing alcohol um, that can be used for de-icing your car uh, key slot in case it's frozen over with some freezing rain but I guess if it's in your car you can't get to it so you're screwed in the case of Tom he's always going to have a flask he's Russian he's always got something on him um, usually some kind of uh, vodka so we can always just pour that on the the iced up pieces skull cap um, you know there's two people in the car and you've got different body temperatures and what you think is comfortable one person might want the heat on while you want to have the window open in the winter time the easy way to regulate your body temperature is just with a simple knit skull cap and um, you know when Tom was a smoker back in the day he'd always pull that window down and I would freeze my ass off so I always had you know a hat I would just pull on and keep warm while he you know pulled through that that last cigarette when we were driving up snow shovel um this was october 21st of 2002 because i missed the virginia coalition show and friday night we went steelhead fishing um we got some snow that night and we were in the backwoods of uh the campsite and we couldn't get out his truck was not four-wheel drive so if we had a snow shovel, we could have just you know carved out the trenches and gotten ourselves out of there. Instead, we got pieces of shale and basically scraped snow for 100 yards. And we probably missed about three hours of steelhead fishing, and all the good holes were taken up. 
Um, it's a good thing to have a, a shovel. Um, the time we went in 05, we actually carved toilets out of snow banks because we're camping in the snow. Um, the blizzards last year, I kept a shovel in my car and there was one spot in DC. We were going to a party at someone's house around Christmas and all the spots were filled up with cars, but there was one spot that had a bunch of snow chunks in it. So I just got out of the car and shoveled those into the road and I got myself the only parking spot probably in a 10 block radius because we drove around for an hour looking. So um, you can get the nice little packing ones that um, I get them at like Bed Bath & Beyond or the hardware store or you can get like ones by Black Diamond for mountaineering. Uh, if you want to get metal, I would get a metal blade. Uh, they don't crack like the plastic ones do, and they're only about a foot and a half long and um, just very key for all things in the winter. It can get you out of a lot of trouble. Keep that spare tire inflated. Uh, you don't want to get somewhere and put that spare on and it's a dud. Spotlight, I have like a 2 million candle unit one I got from Walmart for like $20. Tom and I used to use that to find our campsite in... Uh, outside the Salmon River on our friend's property, which is pretty much unmarked. We would also always use that um, when we're in Colorado to spot any game on the way up. You always see elk and deer on, on, you know, out on the side of the road that we can avoid. And we'd always get to the Salmon River and look down from the tributaries with the spotlight, and you could see the salmon and steelhead just holding in the water, and that would get us pretty excited. We always got there around midnight and get up at 4 in the morning, so... Um, give us something to think about and dream about at night. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Tire gauge, easy thing to have so you don't have to buy one when you get to the gas station. Keep those tires inflated so you don't waste your gas. Tire jack, you don't want to be stuck somewhere and get a flat tire and have to rely on someone driving by or uh, you know AAA to come get you. If you've got a jack, easy way to get your car up. Toilet paper, simple thing. Joe blames the cream what was it he blamed the blue cheese dressing and the bacon bits at Ponderosa once for his horrible Joe I hope you're not listening to this horrible gastrointestinal distress and um, I ended up he didn't have any toilet paper with him and I went to the gas station I bought him pink toilet paper we had to pull the boat over a couple times and uh, you know there was a couple close ones Um, but having some toilet paper in the car if you've got to pull over God knows when I lived out of my car in Colorado, there were times when uh, I was not going to make it to a 7-Eleven or a uh, you know McDonald's to use the facilities. So have some TP in your car. Have some tissues if you got to blow your nose, clean your glasses. Paper towels if you spill something, if you've got to clean the inside of your windshield. Most people don't realize you do need to clean the inside of the windshield of your car because it just gets covered in grossness. It'll be black when you spray some Windex. I like the aerosol kind. Uh, and it's it's pretty gross. It'll help you see a lot better at night. Topo map, your GPS is not always going to work everywhere. Your phone's not always going to work. Get yourself the Delorme Topo maps. They're like $16 at any fly shop and gas station. And that will give you back roads, access points, boat put-ins, and pretty much everything you need to know about the location we are going fishing without having to rely on technology. And um, 
reading topo maps is, is a whole other podcast, but uh, it's, they're pretty easy to read. That's page one. All right, trash bag for all that crap you're going to accumulate in the car. All right, um, if you're really trying to get to the spot and you've been drinking a lot of coffee and you don't want to pull over, um, pee jug. Tom has a Nalgene with a piece of red duct tape around it. He can actually drive while he urinates into a Nalgene. He says it's because he is an ambulance driver and he can do it there, but um, I just looked the other way and he can actually fill up a Nalgene while he's driving. You've probably been stuck in traffic on the Beltway in DC or on ramps anywhere in the country and you look down and there's Gatorade bottles and soda bottles and it looks like there's apple juice in them. Those are pee jugs that people fill up and just throw out their window. And um, he specifically puts that duct tape on it so you know not to fill it with Gatorade if it's empty. That is the pee jug. And one of the t times it was my first trip to the Salmon River, um, Dave and Petey were in a, a tent next to us and they'd been boozing all afternoon. One of them brought a gallon jug into the tent to pee in. Um, well, the other guy didn't realize it was a pee jug and about four in the morning decided to take a swig from it. And all you heard was vomiting and uh, screaming and shouting and everyone's lights and the campsite turned on. This was at Selkirk Shore State Park. And uh, he packed up his tent and drove home at like four in the morning after he uh, had done it for the second time in two years. So yeah, pee jug, um, just if you don't want to waste that time pulling over the gas stations. USB chargers for your phone, iPod camera. You can get them from electronic stores for a whole lot or you can get them on eBay, it's basically one so outlet that plugs in your cigarette lighter and it's got a USB port. Um, you can also get splitters for your cigarette lighter. So it's instead of having like two chargers, it splits. They're like 89 cents on eBay. Just look up car adapter splitter and you'll get them. Get like three or four at a time just to have them. Get extra fuses for them so in case the fuses break. You want to be able to charge all your gadgets so you can listen to podcasts like this on your road trip. Vacuum, um, that roommate of mine, Gary, he got a knock on the door once. And it was a door-to-door -door salesman selling vacuum cleaners. And the guy gave him a two-hour demonstration and gave him a free car vacuum, which I had until about three months ago. And uh, it was a great little vacuum that you would just plug into the cigarette lighter. And you can vacuum all sorts of crumbs and sand and um, dirt and whatever else you're accumulating from the stream and get rid of it. I already talked about Windex. I prefer the aerosol over the spritz. Wiper blades have extras. Make sure yours are fresh. Make sure you clean them. That'll help your vision um, when you're driving. And I already said wiper fluid. So that sums up some things that you, you need for your car. Um, just get a big tub from Home Depot, and you know you can pack it down pretty pretty tightly. This stuff doesn't take up too much space. It's better to have than to have not. Like I said, that time Tom didn't want to fill up his wiper fluid, and we almost died on 81 because we couldn't see out the windshield. So food got to eat when you're driving. I eat to stay awake. So beef jerky, uh, I get spicy. That way it keeps me awake. It keeps me chewing. If I'm chewing, I'm active. Caffeinated drinks. I'm not a big fan of caffeine. As you can tell, I'm a little torqued up normally. So the last thing I want is caffeine. Even uh, decaf drinks will get me all sort of torqued up. But I still like to get a you know frozen decaf coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, bring a cooler to keep your drinks cold. Um, I have, you know, tomorrow's going to be like 93 degrees here in Virginia on July 2nd. I'm going to be rowing a boat from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I've got two frozen water gallons in the freezer. I've got one frozen 
Gatorade bottle. I make it from powder, so I dilute it. It's not too sugary. Then I've got about four other water bottles, a uh, big can of Arizona iced tea, and about four uh, German lager tall boys for when I'm taking the boat out. And as those other things are frozen and defrost, um, they'll keep everything else cold, and then they'll be drinkable themselves. You can also keep sandwiches, uh, mayonnaise, mustard, all the fixings in there for a couple of days. Finger food is what specifically keeps me awake. It's going to be uh, Doritos, specifically Cool Ranch. I'm going to eat Funyuns because Tom thinks they're disgusting and they're more for me. And just that nasty flavor is going to keep you awake. It'll burn your eyes. Crackers, I eat a lot of Ritz crackers. Um, and popcorn, like um, Smart Food, popcorn with the white cheddar or that Pirate's Booty from Trader Joe's. Anything where you're actively like reaching into a bag and putting it up to your mouth and chewing is going to keep you from just kind of staring down the yellow lines and falling asleep. Gum, same thing, chewing gum, popping gum. Um, that keeps you awake. And then stuff that you can add to boiling water to. So bring ramen with you, cup of noodles, dehydrated camping food for when you camp, or if you get to a gas station, they just have hot water, like at Wawa. They're going to charge you like 2 bucks for a thing, a cup of soup, whereas you can just bring it with you. And they usually don't mind if you just walk in, fill up a travel coffee mug with water, come back to your car and make it. I've never had any issues. Um, I also eat a lot of Chef Boyardee out of a can when I'm fishing. It's easy. they got a pop top. I carry my spork. Another thing, carry utensils with you. Titanium spork and chopsticks. That'll get you through everything. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds. David brand sunflower seeds, ranch flavored. The act of throwing them in my mouth, moving them around, crunching them, separating the seed from the shell, spitting out the window or in a Gatorade jug keeps me awake. So uh, the problem is when you spit them out the window, they usually blow back in and there's seeds all over your car. But um, go to the dollar store, they're a dollar a bag. That's it for food. Um, You should have a Turvis Tumbler, the Big T. It's a 24-ounce insulated cup with a lid. You can put hot or cold drinks in there. Um, Travel mug for your coffee so your Turvis doesn't smell like coffee. That way you can get to your campsite. You can mix a Jerry and Coke in there. Tums and activated charcoal pills because you're going to get indigestion. If you don't know what activated charcoal pills are, the little black pills, it's kind of like what you put in a fish tank to filter the water. They're in the, uh, they're over the counter, and basically it absorbs toxins and makes your gas smell like a, a zephyr. So um, it's key if you don't want to uh, burn the nostrils of your uh, co-pilot and shotgun. And bring lots of water, extra jugs of water. Get one of those camping gallons. You never know you're just going to need more. When John and I were camping in Colorado, I think we had an eight-gallon like igloo cooler in the back for emergencies, for putting out fires if needed, for anything in the car, um, for washing our faces. And that was our priority, was just keeping that thing full at all times. Gear. Um, make a list so you don't forget things. Um, so, I mean, hey, go to the blog and just print this off. Um, it's Everything's in a bullet. So um, you can see the picture of, of how I organize things. Um, I actually take my guest bed, which is about the size of the back of my Honda CRV. And if it all fits on there two feet high, it doesn't stick out, it'll fit in the back of my car. So I arrange everything there, then take it out to my car to pack it. Bring extra rods, reels, monofilament, spare waders, flies, boots, underwear, and extra, extra gloves. Um, Tom and I were going up to the Little Juniata. It was Christmas of 2000. And we used to have a good relationship with the people at Paradise, um, Donnie Beaver's Paradise on Little Juniata and Spruce Creek through our fly shop at Orvis Tyson's Corner where we could call up and be like, hey, we want to come up and fish. 
David the Fly Shop would be like, come on up, you know, I'll open the gate, let you guys through, whatever. So um, we were about Hagerstown, Maryland, you know, about an hour and a half outside D.C., and Tom says, crap, I forgot my waders and boots, and it's snowing, um, it's Christmas Eve, nothing's going to be open. Luckily, uh, Tom had a cell phone and had Dave's number at the shop and called, and Tom bought a pair of uh, waders and boots for that trip. Otherwise, he would have been screwed. Um, November 2001, we were going to fish the Limestoners in South Central PA, uh, Big Springs, Falling Springs, Latorte, and Yellow Breaches, and Tom forgot his vest, so he had no nippers, flies, tippet, split shot, everything that he carries with him, so I gave him two streamers, two dries, and two nymphs. I said, that's all you get for the day. And uh, we had a great day. That was a day uh, we caught like an 18-inch Palomino trout on a big old bugger underneath the falls at Allenberry. Pretty cool. Uh, extra rods, you're going to break them. Um, 99, I drove out to Sandy Point State Park, and about my fifth cast, I popped my rod in half. Didn't have a spare rod, so I spent an hour driving back home. Reels, you can drop them. Um, I once put a rod on top of my car on a camping trip senior high school, and we drove off, and I forgot it was there. And uh, a park ranger came by and asked if anybody had lost a fly rod, and I said, I did. And she's like, oh, it was on the road. And uh, Cortland sent me a new tip-top for that one. That's the rod I got when I was 10 years old, and I still fish it to this day. Um, And you also, you don't know where you're going. It could be in the middle of nowhere. And um, if you are going to be buying something you're going to get jacked on the prices i once left the top of my msr stove it rolled under the couch when i was packing for that trip to tennessee in the smoky mountains in college i think i paid 30 dollars for that thing outside the park where at rei here it's like five or six dollars so you're gonna get jacked because of location so try not to forget things Uh, bring extras of everything if you can chairs you always want to have those little pop-up like tailgating chairs for the parking lot you're putting on your waders or afterwards in the campsite first aid kit um, just have one no matter what you should have a cpr um, mouth guard in case you've got to do that benadryl uh, if you listen to the etymology podcast i talked about urticating hairs on caterpillars which are irritating hairs same thing on the back of a tarantula they get in your mucous membranes or into your skin it's going to irritate you in 2001 tom put on his wading jacket that was on the side of the salmon river and there was a caterpillar in it and as he put his arm through the sleeve, it rolled up his arm. And his arm um, probably tripled in size. And we ended up finding a gas station that had Benadryl in the employee's bathroom. And we grabbed a bunch of those. And uh, that, that really helped him. But it was it was pretty nasty. Extra gloves. Uh, every time you land a fish, your fingertipless gloves are going to get wet. Bring like six or seven pairs. So you can dry them in the fire at night or dry them on your dashboard with the heat on. Extra gloves with fingers on them, too, for when you get back to camp. I wear mitts. You, you know that from the layering podcast. Um, I always travel with a Gurkha machete, uh, basically for cutting branches. Our campsite on the Salmon River a couple years ago had a tree fall over it, and I had to use the machete, and I cleared the way for us to be able to camp that night. It's also just, you know, after you've seen the Blair Witch Project and your tent starts shaking at night from the wind, you feel a little more secure with a you know, giant 18-inch blade in your tent extra rain gear it might not look like it's gonna rain it's gonna rain Um, you can get caught in something nasty you don't want to get hypothermia you don't want to just be soaked and ruined it'll just save your day to have rain gear packed away I always have about four of my extra Gore-Tex jackets in my drift boat 
for when we get caught out. Um, it's Virginia. It's the summertime. You never know when you're just going to get a downpour. And I'd rather my clients be dry than, of course, be soaking wet. Um, sleeping bag, make sure you got it rated for your going. That night on Christmas, um, Tom and I camped, and for some stupid reason, we brought our 32-degree bags, and it was 4 degrees when we woke up. We ended up camping in the front seat of his pickup truck with only our noses sticking out of our sleeping bags. It was pretty bad. I want to say that after eight hours of fishing and driving home that day, there was still frost on the inside of his windows from our condensation from breathing at night. Um, the saving grace that day was Sheets was giving out free coffee on Christmas morning. A pop-up table. Are you going to be tying flies? Are you going to be eating where you're going? Are there going to be picnic benches, picnic tables? If not, a table. Um, any kind of little folding table is great for camping. I got a little metal one at Walmart for like $18. Bring a tarp. You might need to, you know, cover the ground if it's wet. You might need to um, set something up over the trunk of the car or over your tents just to keep them dry. And last but not least, um, a fly tying kit. Don't ever go on a trip without your vice. Uh, black, olive, and white thread, scissors, hair stacker, and um, basic materials. Go to my fly tying podcast. Um, you know, things you just always have are like deer hair, chenille marabou yarn rubber bands bead chain and beads just to come up with something on the spot if you're running low on flies um, well I've taken up a lot of time I need to go to sleep because I haven't slept in about four weeks because uh, of the baby and I have um, eight hours of rowing tomorrow with no break so um, I get the guest room myself tonight I'm going to get a good night's sleep I thank you for downloading and the next podcast will be about wet waiting because we are now into the wet waiting season of 2011. Thanks again. Cheers. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.